Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast. This is episode 20, April 12, 2021. I'm Hayden. This is Mitch. Mitch, how you doing? Doing good. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We made it to another Monday. Here we are. Pretty yes, cool. We're, uh, we're episode 20. We're, we got a new number at the beginning of our, our episodes for a little while. So yeah. uh, that's fun. Something new. Yeah, moving right along. I think we've, uh, it's been fun so far. 20 episodes behind us. I think we got to talk about some cool stuff. Kind of a little milestone. Yeah. Yeah, it has 20. been fun. So. Um, yeah, if you're if you're listening, um, real quick, and you, if you want to find all our stuff, um, we're on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Hill Pursuit. You can send us an email, hillpursuit at gmail.com, and then just hillpursuit.com. You can find um, this podcast, a link to this episode and all previous episodes of the podcast on Spotify, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. And then, of course, our, our daily blog where we just kind of just chat briefly about fitness, training, life, whatever else is going on. So check all those things out. Um, if you are a regular listener, last time, last episode, we started a discussion about prepping Mitch for um, an upcoming elk hunt. That was at least we, we know it's going to be a multiple part um series so um that was part one and today is not going to be part two so if you if you want to follow along with that you gotta you gotta keep coming back you um yeah we're gonna do part two likely um next episode or the one after because mitch is still mitch still has a few weeks before we even um consider testing or um or, or uh, structuring anything further than just the test. So um, stay tuned for that. That's coming. Uh, but anyway, let's start today off. Mitch, what have you been doing lately for for exercise? What's are you still are you doing like a maintenance stuff or or what was this week like for you? I just finished week sixteen of the uh, my overall program and it was okay. It was nothing to write home about. I. Uh, last session I think I had I did I hit 405 for six on the deadlift but the other two sessions it was kind of I just hit what I had to and that was pretty much pretty much it and then traveled this weekend came home last night did a, a little kettlebell session jump rope session so that felt good just just moved yeah nothing nothing wild and then these next four weeks I'm gonna I'm gonna miss. I'm probably just honestly gonna start my uh, last cycle over and just do that for a four week weave, and uh, be done with it. But how's your how's your training doing? I haven't even talked to you really this week. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, this week was nice because mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago I mentioned whether in a blog or podcast I can't remember, but two weeks ago was a really big like volume intensity week for me and then this past week was a down week and 
ironically, they were two of the busiest weeks in recent memory that I had, like just with like life stuff, right? Because buying a house, moving, all that stuff, unpacking, unloading things, organizing the house, you know, managing the girls, all the all the crazy stuff was happening these past two weeks. And I got through the really big build week. And um, that was also the bigger life stress week. So it was just kind of all into one, which I think I remember telling you I actually preferred because I was so busy that I couldn't even really come up for air that week. It was, it was pretty right. crazy, but um, I preferred the high volume and high intensity that week because this past week, which was a down week with training, which I'll talk about a little bit, but this past week we were just unloading, unpacking and attempting to organize the house a little bit. So I wanted more time to do that. And so it just like, it worked out perfectly that, I ended up having more time this past week because my training volume was down a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I had to find a, a new pool to swim in this past week, which was, which was fun. So I just found a local YMCA out here a little different at first because the pool was smaller, Okay. but it was, it was a normal, you know, it was a normal pool. It just, it was measured in yards, not meters. So the laps, um, you know, I'm swimming laps and I'm swimming them a little faster than normal. And I'm kind of wondering what's going on. And then I'm like, Oh, duh, the pool is just a hair smaller, you know, just, just a little bit. But, um, again, that's normal to either be measured in yards or meters. I just have always swim in the same pool. So, um, so that was one new new change, but yeah, it's a nice place, nice nice pool. So that's fun. That's actually I have some of that going on this morning as well. I'll be swimming in a couple hours, but um, yeah. So the down week was nice. Um, I had a couple rides that were um, like very very minimal programming, so I didn't have to like hit any intensities or anything like I had one ride that I think was an hour to 90 minutes I forget the duration and all I did was just have to do it I didn't have to hit any heart rate anything I could do whatever I wanted just get on and ride for a length of time so I kept it super super light threw on the Netflix you know on my indoor trainer super early in the morning got it done, felt great, didn't have to use my brain for anything, you know, so I needed that type of a week big time. And it, that's what it was, which was awesome. Um, a couple really cool things, like, because I'm new to this area, I don't know where to really like run around yet. So I had some longer ish runs nothing like crazy long like maybe up to like eight miles this this week and um i found a i found like a a two and a half mile really nice like rolling hills road loop so i got on that for a few of my different runs um this week which was cool it's lots of like 
back roads and neighborhoods and then it comes out to a main road but there's sidewalks like it's a really nice a nice little run keeps you from getting too bored um yeah it's a big loop it's two and a half miles so you know i just stayed on it for three lap three loops the other actually yesterday super early in the morning yesterday and um that was cool that was fun and what else there's also um so we my wife and i with the girls we stumbled into this one the other day which i still haven't explored but it's it's pretty sweet so there's um in our backyard literally our backyard the woods in our backyard is a um a public park oh that's sweet that's awesome yeah it is it's awesome and we knew that the park was right behind us so we thought that was pretty sweet because we can just walk the girls out of our house and go to like a massive playground area which is yeah. awesome so we did that a couple times and we've been over to the play the playground but there's a trail that picks up right there and I went over, you know, parks have like their little map that kind of shows where the trail goes and stuff. Um, you can't put any bikes on the trail because it doesn't seem like it's like wide enough. Okay. So it's just for walking. And like, I guess you can, I mean, why wouldn't you be able to run on it? So of course I'm going to try to run on it, but I haven't been on it yet, but it's allegedly like a two mile loop of just a trail so and that picks up right behind my house so i'm super super excited about that too but i just haven't had quite enough time to get out on that trail and I, i'm not gonna go on the trail at five in the morning that's the thing like i'm gonna want some daylight when i'm going on to a, a trail i've never been on before for the first time so um yeah i'm kind of just waiting for the the stars to align for maybe like an afternoon run or something like that, where I can get out on, um, on that trail. But yeah, so the early morning stuff in the dark, I have, I have on lock. I got a nice little, nice little new loop. And, um, yeah, I mean, things are, things are falling into place, starting to get comfortable out here and learning the area and what's around. And, um, yeah, it's really exciting. We're happy we're out here. Um, so that's, that's always, where it's always yeah, exciting my, going somewhere new. What'd you say? It's always exciting going somewhere new like that. Yeah. Kind of getting tired to explore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So everything was super light for me. So this week I'm going back into a build, which is, which is fun. Um, I'll be in the pool three days this week. Last week was only twice. Um, a little bit more structure with, running and riding. So yeah, we're, we're not stopping. And you know, what's cool about that is the, the racing world is also not stopping. Um, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday there was a 70.3 Ironman event that went off in Texas. That's cool. So it's like, people are really excited. Like it's, um, is it virtual or do people actually no, show up? It, it was at the, they held the race in Galveston. So it, um, I think, honestly, I think it was just Texas 70.3, I think is what it was, or Iron Ironman Texas 70.3, something like that. But um, yeah, I'm not like crazy familiar, but I just know that it happened 
And, um, you know, I think that's a good sign, not just for like triathlon or anything, but for like public competition, just in general. Yeah, like absolutely. Things, lead, up, lead up to Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things, things can be held again. There can be spectators. There can be, you know, athlete, tons of athletes, potentially over thousands of athletes. Um, and as far as I know, it went off and it went off well. And um, I, I mean, for me personally, that's exciting because, you know, I'm, what am I like six? No, wait, June 13. So I'm two, like eight, eight ish, eight, eight weeks out from one of my own Ironman events. So yeah. the fact that that happened, that race happened, I'm, I'm pretty confident now that we'll start to see like a snowball of people and race directors, like following suit and doing what they need to do to make these races happen. Because yeah. frankly, when it comes down to it, um, it's a business. I mean, Iron Man is a business and they need to make money. What are they, they have to, they have to put these races on, you know? So if they didn't put any of these races on last year, so, I mean, if they, if they don't put these races on again this year, they, their business is going to be screwed. They have to yeah. start putting these races on. They can't just keep deferring people to two and three years out. You know what I mean? I don't even know if I'm going to be wanting to do this next year. Now, you know, I probably will be right, but you know, that's a huge, yeah, yeah. It's a huge commitment to have it canceled in 2020 red deferred again to 2021 and then if it gets canceled again you defer it to the following year that's like a including training time that's like a three-year commitment right there just to do one race yeah they're not they're not small commitments it's not like you're signing up for like a, a mile run or i mean not not nothing against the 5k but you know when you start jacking up to all the different swim bike run and the time and money you put in that, yeah that, that's pretty hefty you know like you said three years that could potentially be pushed away. Yeah. That's, that's a commitment. Yeah. You got to figure someone for, you know, at least in my scenario, right. First time ever doing a 70.3 or a full. So you're looking at like eight months, right. Of maybe training six to eight months of training. So six to eight months race gets canceled, defer to the next year. There's 18 months defer to the next year. You know, I mean, we can get super, super long. We're looking at two and a half to three years, which is crazy just for yeah. one. Race. So, you know, that's, that's gotta be a huge mental, you know, mental game as well, especially for, I think it's challenging for people who maybe just got into the sport in 2020, were never able to do anything because of stuff getting shut down and then we're registered and, and, and told, Oh, sorry, you actually need to wait a full year to, um, to do anything. You know, that's gotta be a huge, it's gotta be a huge challenge mentally to stay motivated to. Oh yeah. That's a blow. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you're excited, you get into the sport and all of a sudden the sport is on hold or, you know, canceled for almost an entire year and a half. 
you know? Yeah, we're, we, it's not, it's not the training side, but we kind of, we thought we were going to run that, run into that last year, going out to Idaho hunting. You yeah. Know, we weren't, we weren't sure like what, where we were going to be or what it was going to be, or if there even was going to be like out of state tags being sold. Luckily there was. And then um, my uncle just went to uh, buy tags to go out this year and they're already sold out. Like they, they already sold out all their out of state tags. So I'm not sure if people, I think people are ready to, they're ready to go again, I think. And that's kind of, that's kind of showing that. So that was wild. Like, and like you said, it's just, yeah, I kind of imagine, like, yeah, I kind of, like you come to me and say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do an Ironman this year. And it's my first go at it. And then you put all that time and energy into it. And then they're going to tell me it's going to be pushed back till next year. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crushed. Yeah. And the, the hard part about that is they're, you know, these people, they want to put races on. Like, they're, it's not like they, it's not like these people sit around and find ways to cancel races. You oh, know? no. They're trying to find every single way they can to put the race on. So it's not like you're going to get three months' notice if the race is canceled. You're going to get like a month's notice because they're trying everything they can to get this race to go. You know, yeah, so they're probably pushing it. Yeah, last minute yeah you're still training like crazy hard like you're still going to be within your eight to nine month block you know working hard and increasing volume and intensity you're still going to be working and then to kind of have the rug pulled out when you're in your last big build or you're about to begin tapering and told that you actually have a whole nother year i mean that's that's gotta be hard. Now for me, it wasn't crazy hard. I'm, I'm lucky and blessed to just enjoy the process anyway. So it's like, I can keep training and know that it'll happen one day and I'm fine with that. But, um, for people who kind of like need that carrot of the race, it's gotta be like a, a super challenging process to deal with that mentally, you know? Yeah, I think that's a big thing you made a point on, though. It's, I think anything, you know, enjoying the process is huge. Like you said, it's just because the race isn't at the end. What are you going to do? Just, just stop training altogether. Uh, I don't think that's the right, the correct mindset to have. It's like, hey, you know, the, the race isn't going to be there. You, you have to change your perspective and try to find some good in it. Hey, it's yeah. another, another, year to, another year to get better. You know, you, you can another year to hone in my skills a little bit, not just if you sit there and mope and say, I'm not going to train till you know, another eight months and get ready. I think you'd, you'd lose out on an entire eight months of training. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically you, right? Like you haven't had any like formal competitions or anything scheduled of late, right? And you still find your motivation to, get up every day and train or stay up every night and train. Right. Like that's literally what you do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's always related back to, back to life. You never know when either your, your just general overall life is going to demand something physical out of you and you better be ready. Cause if you're yeah. not, <laughs> there's only one person to look at. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of being ready for life, small little story here. So, and you were a part of this story. When we, 
when we ran that trail <clears throat> as a small group um, with weight vests or backpacks, do you remember that? Yeah. So I used to run on that trail alone all the time when I lived out there all the time, like multiple times a week, just because that terrain was, I just loved that trail. It was such a hard oh, trail. It was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. So a little background, it's, it's about like a 5k, um, heavily wooded trail with lots of undulating terrain and very, very hilly terrain. But, um, with, uh, within our tactical, we had a tactical strength and conditioning class. Um, we would go out there and kind of participate in some of what a team ruck might look like potentially, right? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I would go out there myself all the time and I would take a 50 to 60 pound ruck with me and just, just go, you know, just go on that trail and push myself a little bit. And there was one time I saw this guy walking his little tiny dog, um, just out for like a leisurely stroll in the park, not on that trail. And I come running down the hill with this ruck on my back and I get to my car and he's like in the car area. And I throw the, you know, I took my ruck off and I'm just kind of like stretching and cooling down. He's like, what the heck are you doing? What are you training for? And I just looked at him and I was like, nothing really just training for life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I think, I think that's super important. Like you don't have to have anything on your calendar. You don't need to have a carrot of, you know, a lifting meet, a competition, a race to just go and push yourself. And, you know, like you said, train for life. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. The competition's fun. You know, if, if you can sign up for a meet, especially if you're getting, if you're kind of like that, I wouldn't say super new because if you're super new to training, just obviously get in, learn the fundamentals. But I think as you progress through, I think the competition side of it, I think everyone should experience that if in some way, shape or form, I think it, it gives some sort of discipline and it also exposes you to, it gives an award to your training and a purpose. And um, I think I would encourage people to do that. It doesn't have to be in the weight room. You know, there's so many different competition realms too. I mean, we talk about yours all the time. It's triathlon and that's a big one. You know, there's specific running events. You got weightlifting, powerlifting, and then um, you can branch off into so many. And for me, like we talked about before, obviously hunting is a huge part for me. So I was obviously in Idaho last fall and I'll be going out to get, go on another hunt this, this fall. So that, uh, those are big driving forces for me and, and some other things too, outside of that, my, my work and everything there. But um, yeah, like I said, I do not, I've, I've done a little bit of powerlifting meets back in college here and there. Um, and then I was nothing to write home about. They were, they were just fun. You know, the, the my university sanctioned them and uh, it was just a good time, you know, good camaraderie. It's, they're fun. I think they, the environment's neat and I'd encourage people to, to sign up for one and or sign up for something and put it on their calendar and, and train for it. Yeah. And I think, I think when you talk about just the term or the, you know, the phrase training for life, I mean, you know, you can sign up and do something like that 
and it's not like you need to win the event. You're just competing with yourself. Yeah. You know? And you're just, you know, you're, you're seeing what your body can do, what your mind can do when you're facing some level of adversity, right? When you're completely exhausted or, you know, you're trying to, you know, perform <clears throat> perfect technique in a clean and jerk in front of a lot of people under really, really heavy weight. There's a lot of anxiety and focus that that's yeah. coming on there, you know, so you're really just testing yourself. It doesn't matter if you, if you win these things you sign up for, that's not what it's about. You know, it's, it's about um, finding how far you can go personally. And yeah, I think that, I think that's awesome to, you know, I think everybody should attempt to do that. I think you learn a lot along the way. Um, you know, you'll learn a lot about yourself and what you're capable of, what you're made of, and you'll, you'll figure out where you can kind of push your own limits. Right. And I think that's, that, that applies to a lot more than just training and sport. So you're going to take some of those skills and then feel a lot more confident in your job or in your relationships or what, you know, whatever. So I think it's, it's an important concept to really test yourself. Um, and I think, you know, there's ways to do that outside of competition too. So like when you're, when you're training, is there anything specific you do to like test yourself mentally or really push the limits in training outside of just a competitive environment? Because some people might be like, oh, well, I don't really, I'm not ready to like register for something or mm -hmm. sign up for a lifting meet. But like, how can those people still compete with themselves? Like, what do, what do you do in, in training to really like push those limits? All the time. That's what, that's why it's fun. And, you know, my, my training structured around many, many personal records. So whether it's a, a repetition record, like say, in the beginning of the cycle, I had to, I squatted 385 for, I'm just making numbers up for X, you know, by the time that number comes around again, or maybe a little bit of a higher number, can I, can I out rep the next weight higher? And it's just, and that's kind of gearing up. It's if I can, if I could rep 385 for five, and then I just did next time I do 375 for 12, I probably got stronger. And, and it's just those little wins over the course of an entire cycle. That's fun. It's, and I love like going into a session. If I have a, if I have a big number to hit or a big set to hit, that's kind of exciting. And, you know, you, you get under the bar and, and you don't have, you don't have people watching you. It's just me in my garage usually, but the anxiety is there is because you're putting all the, you put all this time in and you hope, you hope it goes better or that you improved over these last 12 weeks. And, you know, it's, it might be one of them days where it's not better and it doesn't mean you got worse. It just means it might not have been one of those days. Like I had one of those weeks this week, like I was saying, my last session was decent, but the two before that, I did not hit anything that I hit two weeks prior. And I couldn't figure out why it was just, I think it was just, it was just one of those weeks and that's all right. And um, we're going to, gear up for the big the big cycle here and um yeah. but yeah definitely or another good one too is like change your movements up do little 
things that will challenge the mind too. If if it's a movement that you hate, but you know it's gonna, you know it's gonna improve something that you're not good at, put it in. And if you do that over the course of twelve weeks, you know that's that's definitely a mental victory. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point that kind of um, extrapolates to an entire you know the entire purpose of training what you just said is essentially working on your weaknesses, right? So absolutely find, find a movement or a training intensity or a time of day or whatever that you're not great at. And I think that's a way to test yourself mentally um, and really see what you're made of. So, you know, it doesn't, this isn't something you're doing every single day. First of all, you know, back to your example of repping out a certain weight and then attempting it again and and getting more reps. Right. Those examples are potentially weeks apart. Right. So this isn't happening on a Monday and then a Tuesday. Just if you're if you're listening like this is stuff that this is not a daily occurrence. But from time to time, it is important to, you know, test yourself and maybe just put yourself in a position of weakness, you know, put yourself in a position where, you know, it's going to be hard. Even if you have a hundred percent to give, make it a little bit more challenging. Right. So a couple ways to do that. I like using and manipulating and I kind of do it by accident sometimes, but when I sit and think about it, I kind of like that it happens. I like manipulating sleep a little bit. Hmm. Because when you're slightly sleep deprived, it doesn't matter if you feel like you're 100%, you probably don't have 100%, right? So, you know, here we are starting a podcast at four in the morning. Let's say, let's say the next podcast we do at four, we both commit to, I'm not, I'm not holding the fire to this. I'm just saying, let's say the next time we do a podcast at 4am, we both commit to doing a workout from three to three thirty or something right beforehand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like put yourself in a position where you know, it's going to be difficult and do it anyways. You know, I think I did or, that last podcast we pr- pretty much. Yeah, you did, yeah. but you uh-huh. actually did. Didn't you? I legit did. Yeah. I got, I actually, I think I missed my session before and then I got up at like two forty five the next day. I'm like, man, I got to get something in here. Yeah. That's, that is, that's exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, it's not going to be great. It's not going to be ideal, but you're doing it anyway. And that's a small, that's a small way to test yourself. That's all it is. It's just a small way to test yourself. And, okay. and you know, the thing was, there's like, I missed my session the day before. Like, I think I felt like I had like a long day at work and I fell asleep. Well, I fell off the bandwagon a day. Right. So that's okay. I could have beat myself up and said, you know, I'm not even training tomorrow. And, and but that's not, what would that have done to me, done for me? And yeah. it's about picking up, even if you have a day where you fail. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I mean, that speaks to a whole nother mind game. Um, you know, feeling like you're failing if you, if you miss something or, or you have a bad day or two days. Right. So, um, you have to give yourself some, some grace and give yourself some credit, you know, 
nobody has like the perfect routine. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to remember that though. I will admit it's hard to remember that nobody's perfect because all you see on TV and all you see in the media. And if you pull up your phone are people who are doing this with perfect structures, perfect workouts, perfect bodies, perfect competitions, you know, like we see the perfect athlete on social media or on TV, you know, so you, what you don't see is, you know, the, the everyday, um, the everyday person who has the ebbs and flows of, of life and bad sleep and dealing with kids and working 12 hour shifts or, you know, you don't see those people deal with small daily struggles. Um, but that's, what's more realistic than the person who's sponsored to train eight to 10 hours a day. You know what I mean? Which is what you see. Those are the people you see. Um, you know, so I think that's another good one is, is to remember that it's never going to be perfect. The structure is not going to be, the structure is not going to be ideal all the time. Absolutely. Another one that I like, and I know you like to do is whatever your workout is, you know, if, if you're doing something on, you know, if you're running or if you're um, doing a high intensity interval session or some type of um, lifting or whatever, you know, or a circuit or something, throw a little vest on, right? Yeah. And vests are not crazy expensive um, either. You know, you can throw a vest on between five to 50 pounds, you know, probably, I know you can do more, but, um, you know, test yourself in that way, something different, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just, it could take one normal session, amp it up a little bit. Like yeah. one thing for me, I hate, I don't hate it, but I don't do it enough. And I think I just forget about it. So I don't train laterally a lot like really? I will not put a lot of lateral movements in because like you're in the weight room it's like oh, okay I'm gonna squat I'm gonna deadlift I'm gonna lunge forward I'm gonna lunge backwards you know so one thing I have to hold myself accountable to is I'll put it in my warm-ups a lot it's just doing like some lateral lunge work like a caustic squat or something where I'm kind of going back and forth and yeah I'll, I, I'll try to put that in my warm-up I don't always put it in my actual session but that's one thing I, I do not find exciting but it's something that I could definitely benefit from. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good point. And for me too, because most of my training is done in, in the sagittal plane. I literally like move forward in one direction. I don't yeah. turn, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's literally like my life lately. So that's really good. That's a good one for me too. Something to implement. Um, so more work in, um, when you say lateral lunge, basically, basically if you're, if you're listening and not hundred percent sure, just like stepping to the side, like a sidestep lunge, not, not like a lunge forward, right. In, in right the front, exactly. Yeah. yeah in like more of a frontal, mm -hmm. frontal plane, but, um, yeah, lateral strength work is super, super important along with like rotational stuff. Um, so those are things that you probably don't see a lot of mainstream you're looking like you said squat bench deadlift but some of those accessory movements can can be super beneficial for um for just overall muscle balance and of course just challenging yourself too so anyways 
What else do you got, Mitch? I think that was a good Monday podcast talking yeah. about pushing ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to be training for anything specifically. Training for life is is uh, probably the number one thing you want to be training for anyways. So um, push yourself daily um, in very, very small ways. If you can find something to get super, super uncomfortable from time to time, you know, go for that and challenge yourself. You don't necessarily need a carrot for a race. In our opinion, I think we're probably on the same page for that. But um, Make yourself vulnerable sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Make yourself a little uncomfortable, make yourself vulnerable. And that's a great way to kind of see what you're made of. So um, we'll have to find a way that we can do that. And um, maybe we'll have to go in each other's, we'll have to go in each other's wheelhouses. Yeah. I'll go in your wheelhouse and like the running swimming world. And there we go. You, you jump over under the, under the bar one day. We not should. Like, not like you've never been under the bar. I'm not saying. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I still am, but just not nearly to the, extent that i used to be for sure uh, i exactly. will admit that yeah and that's what i mean but we'll uh because then we'll be able to throw some that's throw actually some yeah that's great let's do that so next cast let's take a note of that we're going to come up with a way that we're both going to put ourselves in a little bit of a vulnerable position and test ourselves um and then we'll share that experience on the next podcast because i think it's important you know it's important to it's important to test yourself from time to time. You don't need a race to do that. And again, this isn't something we're, we're doing on a daily basis. Um, now you can do small things to push your limits on a daily basis, but we're not going to com- completely rewrite the book every single day, right? You're just going to find a way to maybe um, test your test your mind in a way that you wouldn't um, typically do that. So now you can really grow from doing those things. So we'll come up with, so here's the example. We're coming up with only one thing to do. You know, Mitch and I are going to come up with one way that each of us can do that. And then we'll share that experience on the next cast for sure. And we'll probably, I imagine, don't hold me to this, but I imagine we'll have part two of the elk hunt periodization probably next cast. So if you're following along with that, make sure you tune into the next one. Um, just a little reminder as we wrap up here, if you want to find us on social media, we're just at Hill Pursuit, Facebook and Instagram. Send us an email, start a discussion, hillpursuit at gmail.com. Um, and then of course our website, hillpursuit.com where you can find this and all previous podcast episodes, um, Spotify, Podbean and Google Podcasts, and then access to our daily blog as well. Anything else you got, Mitch? Yeah, just real quick. Um, I always like dropping in other people's mind hacks or how they challenge themselves. So if anyone has anything else, how they how they might uh, I push myself this way in the weight room, just in life in general, drop a comment on there. Might definitely be interesting. I'm sure you would be kind of in reading that and maybe we'll talk about it. Could be something I never even thought of or you have never even thought of. So drop a comment on there if it's uh something we didn't already mention yeah sweet awesome idea if you guys have something some way that you test yourself or maybe even a suggestion for us throw it in there we would love to see it and talk about it that's all for now until next time we will see you